All right, everyone, welcome to another Squared Circle Sirens audio interview. I'm Jose, joined along with Taylor and Dave. And today we have a very special guest, Current Impact Wrestling Knockout. Whether you know her as Laurel Van Ness or one of our personal favorites, Chelsea Green, how you doing? Good, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. And uh, like you say, let's just get into it. Yeah. All right. So uh, first off, just want to know what inspired you to become wrestling and uh, what drew you to the industry? Well, you know, I wasn't um, a diehard fan growing up. My parents did not let my sister and I watch wrestling. Um, so we would always kind of have to sneak upstairs while they were cooking dinner and watch um, watch Raw. So it wasn't something that was, you know, I knew from an early age. But moving out to Calgary and going to school, um, I kind of ended up in that circle where, you know, everybody's talking about the dungeon, the hearts, Lance Storm. Um, and, uh, my curiosity grew on me, um, about three years ago and I decided to contact Lance Storm about training. And from that moment on, I'm telling you the minute I walked into, um, Storm Wrestling Academy, I fell in love with it and I, I knew it was something I needed to do. Awesome. So, uh, just, can you also elaborate on, uh, signing up to train with Lance Storm and everything too, and how that experience came about? Yeah, so, um, you know, I was sitting doing homework one night, and uh, and Raw was on in the background, and um, I, I kind of started, like, I stopped for a little bit and watched it, and I kind of started thinking, like, wow, I wonder how those girls got into this. I wonder how they started, and I did a little research, um, totally out of curiosity, and um, while I was doing research, I found Storm Wrestling Academy online. Um, and so I contacted him and said, you know, I'm, I have, I don't have a clue about wrestling. I know I like watching it every now and then. Um, and I've always been an athlete. So can I come meet you? You know, can we talk about this in person? And, um, he's very, he's very open. He's totally honest about the business and what you're getting yourself into and, you know, whether he thinks you can do this or not. And when we met, he was very positive and it was um it was amazing listening to him talk about the um the women that he's helped mold and and train you know he was um down training the women for quite a while and um and I just kind of fell in love with everything that he was talking about and um he didn't have originally he did not have a spot open in the class for me to train the next class was going to be in about a week he didn't have an open space um but he called me a couple days later and he said, you know, if you can get to Calgary, we're starting training in two days and I do have an opening now. And I packed my bags. I was in um, Victoria for Christmas. I packed my bags and I came back to Calgary and I started training right away. And like I said, I just fell in love with it. I have a question. Uh, so before you started wrestling, were you, you were a stunt woman. Was that before the wrestling started or after? That was kind of, well, it was after. Um, okay. I always wanted to do it, but it's, oh gosh, it's a very hard industry to get into. Um, and I did about a year's worth of wrestling before I got into um, stunt work in Canada. Um, I did my first my first movie about a year after I had started wrestling, and it, wrestling helped me so much with stunts. And how long were you training before you had your first match? I started training in January, and my first match was May 30th. Uh, what kind was, uh, of with Nicole Matthews, right? Exactly. It was a tag match. Right. And uh, what was it like having that uh, first match with Nicole Matthews, someone who's also kind of made a name for herself in uh, independent wrestling uh, alongside Shimmer and uh, all these other industries she's kind of or promotion she's competed in I was um going into it I was oh gosh I was so nervous but on the other hand I knew that there was no better way to kickstart my wrestling career than going to one of the biggest and best promotions in the Pacific North Northwest and wrestling one of the best females um in Canada or really in the world you know um so yeah as as nervous as I was I trusted her and she calmed me down. She kept me calm the entire time and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. 
Was that the first time you met her, or did you meet her previous to that match? That was the first time I had met her. I I um, drove back to BC, and well, was it? Yeah, it was. That was the the show was the first time I met her. All right, and then uh, we what? Well, excuse me. We also did uh, see you on WWE television with the whole uh, Megan Miller angle during the. Uh, Brie Bella, Stephanie McMahon feud. Uh, what was it like being approached to be an extra on TV and uh, something that we saw for a couple weeks on uh, Raw? So that, um, gosh, that happened so quickly after I started wrestling. My first match was in May, and that was in August. So you can imagine, you know, asking to be, asking to be an extra. Um, that's exactly what I wanted. This is this is what I had had kind of um, envisioned. I envisioned um, trying to make it to WWE as quickly as I possibly could. However, on the other hand, you know, at that point, I really hadn't been wrestling for that long. So if they asked me to to get in the ring and, and have a dark match or a trial match, I, I was terrified for that. Um, I really wanted to make sure that I would impress Lance and impress everyone you know watching this match and I, I didn't think at that point I would be able to do it however I went in there totally open-minded um you know as a rosebud and it was it was such an amazing experience um I didn't I didn't get asked to do the Megan Miller thing until the second day so I was booked for three days as a rosebud um and on the second day they approached me and when they approached me they totally downplayed the whole situation and acted like it was just kind of, Oh, you're not going to be a rosebud. You're just going to do um, just some other thing that, that we, you know, that we have planned for you. <laughs> <laughs> and did that, uh, ex- did that experience uh, influence you with tough enough or were, or was tough enough something you were already interested in doing or, or pursuing? Well, that really, kind of lit a fire under my butt to um to keep working keep putting my name out there you know try to travel around the world and make sure wwe knew who i was um uh, tough enough wasn't it was in talks but when i say in talks i mean probably just in the office no one really knew that that was going to happen yet um but i i did push for a diva tryout and um, six months later, January, that's when I received my first tryout. And that's when Tough Enough was starting to um, present itself as a possible opportunities for some of the people um, that were at my tryout. And uh, did that change the dynamic at all of the tryout, knowing that uh, even if something didn't come of it right then and there, like Tough Enough was always an alternative that they could have uh, wanted you to pursue? Well, the Tough Enough crew didn't come until the last day of the tryout. The tryouts are usually three days. Um, so, you know, either way, no matter what it was, they could have been they could have been um, tryouts for, you know, a ring announcer. Like, at that point, I didn't care. I just wanted to be in the company. So I put 110% into that tryout. And on the last day of the tryout, um, you know, we cut promos and... Uh, do some photo shoots and things like that. Um, and then they split us off and some of us went to kind of just talk, talk at a camera. And there was a couple people around and, and we just spoke. Um, we got asked a couple questions, but main, mainly it was just kind of to see what you were like on camera. I was one of those people that were chosen. I took that as a good sign, not knowing it was for tough enough, um, but thinking, you know, well, they must care if they're, taking me aside and, and making me kind of, um, just ramble on. And, um, and then a, a couple hours later, I found out that these were actually the producers, assistant producers, casting directors, and things like that of tough enough. So yeah, I was, I was very excited because along with having the opportunity to have a tryout to be a, um, you know, a, a diva, I now had something else that I hadn't even thought about. Um, and, so it was, I left the trial very happy. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, previous Tough Enoughs before that? Did you know anything about, like, the show? I knew about them, um, but uh, again, like, I was not allowed to watch wrestling. So I knew about them, 
but didn't know in depth about them. Um, of course, when I went home, I, you know, watched, watched the Tough Enoughs and, and went on YouTube and kind of did the whole Googling thing and tried to figure out exactly what it was. And then, uh, well, to uh, kind of cut off that point with uh, the WWE talk, we're going to go back up north to ECCW, where you were feuding with Cat Power. How was that like? That was awesome. Um, it it was a, a time when I was just trying to get, you know, as many bookings as I possibly could. And I was living right down the street from the venue that we um, that we wrestled at. So it, it was so much fun and easy. I, I really like Cat, and she's done amazing things in japan right and then i know uh that company's also had many talented women come through the doors people like ivory and uh, natalia come to mind too as far as uh great uh former eccw competitors too did it feel kind of like a cool experience to know that so many women come before in the canadian wrestling circuit have uh, gone through that promotion yeah it's really cool and and i hope that um you know in the future they can showcase me like that because i know coming in they were very proud of uh, Natalia, Becky Lynch, Emma. Like, those girls have paved the way for us, um, especially going through Canada. And, you know, so, yeah, it's amazing. And then uh, from there, you got involved with uh, ASW. How did that come about? Did they see you or did or did you go to them or, or maybe a little bit of both? I was always in contact with them a little bit. You know, um, British Columbia is it's small when, when we're talking wrestling. Um, so the two ECCW and, and all-star wrestling, they're very, um, they're very close. Um, so I was kind of always in talks with them. And then after tough enough, I thought, why not? I really wanted to, uh, wrestle Bambi hall. Um, she's a great worker. And so, yeah, I, I got in contact with them and they were more than happy to book me. And then uh, you would actually go on to win uh, the Girls Gone Wrestling title, too. And uh, I know uh, you had your fair share of physical matches out there, even being busted open like it was nothing. Uh, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, I that's my first title um, that I had won, and it was right after Tough Enough. I was, I was so, so happy, so happy to win that title. Um, I felt like after Tough Enough, I really – well, it wasn't really after Tough Enough. It was kind of in between – the whole tough enough thing. But, um, I felt like I really had something to prove, you know, um, being chosen as one of the only female wrestlers, uh, to go into tough enough, um, was tough. I had something to live up to and I couldn't really fill those shoes being, you know, a year and a half in, but, um, I was very glad that everyone at ASW trusted me enough. And, um, and, and yeah, girls gone wrestling is such a great promotion. They bring in, uh, girls from all over, you know, Malaya, Hosaka, and some some uh, California girls. And again, I got to wrestle um, Bambi and Giselle Shaw and Kat Von Hees. So it's I, I love I love shows like that where we can showcase women's wrestling. So uh, yeah, let's get back to the tough enough. Um, so you got introduced on that show in a kind of an oddball way. You weren't there at the very beginning. They kind of shoehorned you in in a few episodes in. Was that like the plan from the get-go, or was that because of something else and they had to change things, or how did that come yeah, about? that legitimately was not the plan. I mean, it could have been the plan for them, but I was not in on that plan. So I went down to Florida for the tryout. We did the three-day tryout that was filmed and um, shown on TV, Um I was chosen as an alternate, but nobody was injured or anything. So eventually they sent me home. Um, in that time, I had packed up and decided I was going to go back to Lance's. You know, I, I felt like I had got a great start. I was a year and a half in, but I wanted to go back to Lance's and kind of um, get a better training. Now that now that I understood the world of wrestling, I wanted to get back and and uh, train a little bit more with Lance. So I had packed up and um, headed straight for Calgary when I got the call from WWE saying, you know, um, there's been some issues with with uh, Diana and she wants to go home and we want you to replace her. And I'm not joking. I literally, on the highway, hit a U-turn 
and headed straight back, dropped everything <laughs> off, dropped my car off, and got on the first flight to Florida. <laughs> all right, that's uh, kind of cool to hear. I know uh, we were all, well, I was definitely rooting for you on that show, and then unfortunately you. you did get eliminated, and you kind of tweaked your ankle and everything too, but who knew yeah. what that was going to lead to, I guess, right? Well, exactly, and when I left, you know, I was I was upset. I cried when I left, and then I was like, I thought, no, I don't need to cry because now so many more people know me than they would have, you know, they, nobody would have known me if I hadn't have done that. Um, and it gave me the opportunity to travel around the world and for people to have a little faith in me. Plus, winning that show seems to be a, a bad omen anyway. I know, it's a little bit of a curse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, kind of just to uh, wrap up uh, with that and uh, go back over to Canada one last time. What just uh, what were your thoughts were on the uh, women's wrestling scene in Canada? Just to round things out over there. I I love the women's scene in Canada. I just wish that we were closer. You know, um, it's so hard for the girls on the west coast to get to the east coast and vice versa. When we get to um, you know when we have a girl come over from the east coast, like say Caitlin Diamond has come over. It's so uh, it's so great, and it's kind of a unique opportunity for us to meet these girls and work with them. Um, and that's the difference between Canada and the U.S. The U.S., you know, flights are so cheap. There's girls that will drive with you. Um, and we just don't have that in Canada. Everything is so far away. Flights are very expensive. Rarely do we get to travel across the country Um to meet the other girls. But I do think in a sense, I've found personally, um, social media has brought the Canadian girls very close. You know, I know a lot of girls through social media that wrestle on the East coast that I still haven't met. And yet, you know, I would vouch for them. I, I think that they're great wrestlers. I watch their stuff. I support them. Um, and that's what I think is, is awesome about, you know, all the Canadian female wrestlers. Awesome. And uh, just uh, now shifting things over to some of the stuff you've been doing in the States, uh, you have competed in Queens of Combat many times and have also won the Queens of Combat Tag Team Championships along Taylor Hendricks and uh, competed against uh, Rising Star as well in uh, Rachel Ellering. What was it like working for that promotion and then eventually becoming an inaugural champion for them as well? Yeah, that, I mean, winning the Queens of Combat title was something I'll never, ever forget. I wish I had more pictures where I wasn't an absolute mess um but it was so fun and the last match where we won the title were uh against Mia Yim and Leva Bates and that is also an unforgettable match and it was wild and we had cupcakes in it and all sorts of things um but Josie who is one of the one of the people who kind of runs um Queens of Combat I really owe her because she put a lot of faith in me and, and she was one of, I think she was the first U.S. company that trusted me and brought me in for a show after Toughen Up. And, you know, for that, I, I really do owe her because it opened doors for every uh, other opportunity that I've had since then. Um, and I'm, I'm proud to represent Queens of Combat. You know, I, I hope I do them justice and working with Taylor is great too. We always have a lot of fun when we're in the ring together. And uh, shifting over to the singles aspect of it, you did also wrestle uh, Rachel Ellering in a match. I know one of our uh, team members, Chris, got to see that live. I think it was at a WrestleCade. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, we've we've um, wrestled at WrestleCade and Shine and um, IWR. There's been a couple promotions. We wrestled at Wrestle Circus as well. Um, she is amazing. She really is. Like she's one of a kind. The amount that she has learned in a year just over a year is unbelievable i think that people well she gets a lot of credit for that but i think people don't don't realize how new she really is um i came back to calgary for a visit and came into lance's class just to check out see if there's any girls that wanted um help or that needed a another girl to kind of roll around with and um rachel was there and rachel did not have another girl in her class at storm wrestling academy so i hopped in the ring and um i i immediately knew that she was something special and 
we've been good friends since the day we met. And I don't think that'll ever change. I love working her. Um, I love watching her work. And she's one of those people I can text her at any time, you know, any place, anywhere. It doesn't matter. We always, um, we always will keep in touch and, um, and, you know, be able to kind of chat wrestling together. It seems like the uh, Storm Wrestling Academy kind of has this, like, little club of women who have all trained with Lance, and then they seem to be branching out everywhere and being all over the place and getting their name out there. So it seems to be one of the best places for women to train. Yeah, you know, Lance puts so much work into the girls that come out of his class. Um, he really does want them to succeed he really respects us and understands what we as women go through and the differences between, you know, female and, and male wrestlers. And I, I like that. Um, and as far as kind of like the little storm wrestling club we've got going, I think it's just nice to be able to lean on people who have been in your situation or have people to look up to that were doing the exact same thing you were doing two years ago. And now, you know, they're in NXT or they're in Japan. It's It's always nice to be able to, to chat with girls that are in um, the that were in the same place as you. I'm just curious: is Lance at all different in real life than he, you know, like is when you know, like either on social media or what we've seen on TV? <laughs> is there a different side to him? Does he smile? Does he laugh? <laughs> That's so funny. I get that. I get asked that question all the time. He's serious. That is so him. That sarcastic serious guy i mean yeah he smiles but you have to make him smile (laughs) (laughs) and then i were just kind of talking about uh, how some of the women you've competed with have gone on to different endeavors including japan so it feels like a natural transition to talk about your first tour at a stardom in japan how was that experience oh my gosh that was um going into it Again, I was nervous because I felt I wasn't ready. I felt I was handed this opportunity and I didn't want to make a mess of it. But when I got there and got the swing of things and started watching some Japanese wrestling and adapting to their style, I had so much fun. Definitely culture shock, um, but so much fun. And I love it. I would work for stardom, you know, for the rest of my life if I could. I forget. Are the rings hard? They always seem like the rings are different in Japan. Are they, like, harder when you bump on them? Or yeah, they are stiff. Is that, like, when you first take your first few bumps, that's got to be a shock, right? Oh, yeah, it wins you. <laughs> and I know I, you were there around the time when they launched Stardom World or, or right after, and you did uh, those uh, Tea Time interviews with Santana. How was that doing all that English... Uh, focus stuff uh, in Japan. It was fun. Um, I met Santana in Japan. And of course, we, as everyone knows on social media, we became best friends right away. And so it was kind of a natural transition to do something together like Tea Time. And we totally came up with all of that um, because we're always kind of being silly on our on our Japanese road trips and, you know, um, doing ridiculous Snapchats or Instagram. So it was it was awesome. It's so much fun. I love going over there with Santana, um, and uh, you know I hope we can do it again. Yeah, and then you did eventually have a second tour over there as well too. So was it kind of nice uh, knowing what you're getting into for the second time around and just diving right back into it? Yeah, it was definitely easier the second time around, knowing what to expect, and on top of that, going back with Santana because I essentially I went there blind the first time not knowing anybody not knowing what I was getting myself into so the second time it was so much easier it still takes you know a a kind of a week to adjust to their style of um of wrestling but the second time around was more tag focused and I also got a little bit more of a push um with a with a title match against Kyrie Hojo who actually is coming to Orlando um so yeah, I, I think I enjoyed the second time um, a little more just because of um, the easier transition. I always wondered, uh, is it hard, like, not knowing Japanese to, like, get around by yourself in Japan? It is, but so many Japanese um, speak English. So there's a lot of English 
translation going on, whether it's the signs or uh, people helping us. So that's a great thing. You know, you're really not stuck anywhere in Japan with no English. Awesome. And then uh, don't get no. I got lost. I did get lost. (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, Was it scary at first, just not knowing anything, being completely surrounded by foreign language, foreign place, foreign culture? Like. Yeah, it's scary, but then on the other hand, um, I have traveled since I was quite young with my parents, so I was um, I was used to that, and I knew that that's what it was going to be. I had never been to an Asian country, so that was different, but um, it's fun. The adventure is fun. The unknown is fun, you know? What's the worst that can happen if you get lost? At some point, you're just going to hop in a cab and get back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you did you experiment with like different food and stuff that you normally would never eat when you were over there? I did, but not to the extent that I think a lot of other girls did. Only because um, it was it was quite fresh after um, tough enough the first time. So I wanted to make sure that I kept my body the same way, just in case I I got a call. Um, the second time, I wasn't there as long. So I experimented a little bit, um, but still, I didn't go, you know, I didn't go crazy, but some of the girls did. (laughs) Did you get your uh, Ribera Steakhouse jacket? No, and I'm so upset about that. I wanted to go, the second time I said, I'm not leaving Tokyo without without that jacket. And then what do you know? Three weeks goes by in a blink of an eye, and you haven't even left the apartment. Uh, I guess that means you got to go back a third time, right? I know, exactly. (laughs) And uh, just uh, moving things back over to the States, you did mention uh, working in Shine. Uh, how was it uh, competing down there in Florida? So much fun. It's it's fun because I know all the girls now. Um, like It's like a sisterhood in Shine, you know? You see the same people all the time, and, and I love that. And it's close to where I live, you know? It's only an hour and a half, two hours away. It's It's easy, and you always get a good response. There's always people watching the um, iPay-Per-View, so I enjoy it. Awesome. And uh, this past Shine, I believe, was uh, Shine 42. You did also have a match with kind of your uh, stable mate over at uh, Impact, uh, Sienna, a.k.a. Allison K. What was it like having that dynamic? That Yeah, that was a little weird, I have to be honest. Um, going from working alongside her to working against her, um, it was it was a little tough, but we had a we had a fun match. I don't know if you guys saw it, but yeah. it was it really didn't stay inside the ring, so it was fun. Yeah, Allison K kind of has that uh, thing at Shine. She never likes to stay in the ring that long on pretty much every. I know, match. right? She's a brawler. I love the pre-match promo though, with like I remember you from somewhere. <laughs> that I thought was great. We, you know, you have to like make a bit of a joke of it because. Honestly, who's putting the two of us against each other and then we're supposed to pretend that that what? We you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so I wanted to make a little bit of a joke and and she came up with that and I loved it. And uh, speaking, yeah. speaking of impact wrestling right around the time you went to stardom, uh you had your first couple matches in Impact against Jade and then the uh Battle Royal. Can you talk about starting uh there? Yeah, my first tryout match um, was a explosion match for Impact against Jade. And she can tell you, I was so unbelievably nervous. I was shaking before I went out there because not only had I never had a match, you know, with Impact, um, but I had never, ever had a match on TV. So I had never worked a hard cam in my life. I, I was still so new. Um And that was right before I went to Japan. So I didn't even have that experience of having consistent matches. Um, So I was was nervous of what to come, but oh my gosh, she really took care of me. Mia is amazing, and she knows exactly what she's doing, and she spoke to me the whole time and got me through it and um, calmed me down while we were wrestling, which was great. And um, she's someone I would work all the time. It obviously worked because you got signed. I mean. Well, that's the thing. I didn't get signed that time. So that time I had my match with Mia um, or Jade. And then I had the gauntlet match where Kong took um, Deanna and I out. 
Um, and I didn't get signed. I ended up getting signed six months later when I had, um, when I came into Impact and had a match against Mickey Knuckles. Oh, that was an interesting match. I kind of wish I got to see that, knowing that she was a former knockout as well, too. So uh... Yeah, so that was it. They were bringing her in. You know, she's she had been out for a little while. They were bringing her in to see um, how she would move in the ring. And um, her character is so fun and out there. So it was, it was a really fun match. Yeah, now I'm kind of mad we never got to see uh, the Mickey Knuckles versus Laurel Van Ness bimbo brawl like they used to do back in 07 with her. I know, right? <laughs> and then uh, eventually would be signed, and then we would see you uh, come out with Maria Canellis, uh, Allie, and Sienna, and there you were on our TV. So who came up with that character, and just, like, how did you feel about having that kind of heiressy, like, not so much conceited, but just kind of pompous uh, heel character? I, after Tepanoff, had done mostly baby face work um however i started wrestling as a heel for eccw so i wasn't you know it, it wasn't too far-fetched um but originally coming into impact i i thought that i was starting out as a baby face because that's really what i had all my tryout matches had been baby face work um and they had never seen me work as a heel so when they put me as a heel i i wasn't 100% confident with myself. Um, but, you know, you quickly learn to... You just sink or swim in that in that scenario. So I quickly learned what kind of character I needed to be. And um, they had the idea of me kind of being a, a rich bitch character. And <laughs> I like that. That's easy to work off of. You know, everyone hates the Kardashians and the Paris Hiltons of the world. Um, and so I just kind of went off of those characters, the... Paris Hilton in, you know, the 2000s. Right, and then I eventually would see that you kind of set your eyes on a certain uh, Braxton Sutter. So uh, <laughs> what was it like having that dynamic, especially uh, in real life with Allie and Braxton being a married couple, just seeing that kind of romantic angle and, like, how you were totally like, Daddy says he's the one, I think he's the one, and then he's just like, what? <laughs> the whole thing, I loved watching it unfold because it's so different when you're in that character and you're filming these things. And then when you sit on the couch and actually watch it, you know, it's, it's completely different than what you imagine it to be. And it was so much fun. And I love um, Braxton and Allie in real life. Um, and it's so fun hating them on TV. <laughs> did, did you guys have a lot of input into that whole storyline or was it just something that you said, this is what you're doing? Originally, because we were so new, we didn't really have much say up until about the wedding. And then um, after the wedding, I was six months in and Allie was a little bit further along and, and so was Braxton. Um, and after the wedding, I think they started to really trust that we knew where the story was going or where it should go and where everyone wanted it to go. And so from then on, we've we've been able to give our input and tell them the way that, you know, we think things should go down or what makes sense um, looking from the outside in, you know? And did okay. you come up with uh, the idea of wrestling in the wedding dress or was that someone else's idea? No, I, it was, um, it was myself and Dutch. So Dutch and I um, recorded a promo after the wedding where he wanted me to mess up my makeup and sing the sun will come out tomorrow and um, after after he saw how crazy I looked, um, he loved it. And so him and I spoke and the creative team, and we've kind of just kept going with it. And I think it's so fun, and, and it really gets people talking, and that's what we want. I'm just curious, is that your dress? Did they give you the dress? Do you get to keep the dress? Oh, I get to keep the dress. That is my wedding dress. Um, but no, they gave that to me the day of the wedding. And um, we altered it and um, made it a little more sexy. And then I don't even know how that thing has stayed together through all the matches I've had in it. <laughs> and honestly, I think it's be for a lot of us, just probably our favorite character in the knockouts division right now, too. Unlike anything else, always entertaining and just makes me <laughs> want to just say, screw it. Let me grab a bottle of champagne and uh, just go straight at it. 
Well, thank you. That's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I honestly think that wedding, that whole wedding, was one of the most entertaining TV segments in the last, I don't know how long. It was just, that whole thing from start to finish was just a blast to watch. Just thank see, you, see. and it was so much fun to do. It was honestly, even after watching it, it was just as much fun to be doing it, and me drinking that champagne and the close-ups they got, I, I loved it. Yeah, just seeing you drink, that's the one thing I noticed in media. You're just drinking while everything around you is, like, just chaotic, and you're just sitting there drinking. And that was real champagne. I drank that bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, so uh, let's kind of transition a little bit away from Impact and uh, onto uh, Rise. How is it uh, working over there? I love it. I love Rise. Um it's so much fun and I've wanted to, I've wanted to, um, you know, be kind of spotted by shimmer since I started. That was one of the main, I think that was one of the first questions I asked Nicole Matthews after our match was how did you get into shimmer? Um, because of course it's the peak of women's wrestling. It's, it's one of the best companies in the world. And, um, it's something that I would kind of cherish forever with those DVDs. So, I am um, very, very happy to be in Rise and kind of getting my foot in the door towards Shimmer. I think it's a great opportunity for the girls that maybe wouldn't be seen otherwise. Yeah, and you get the tag with uh, Britt Baker, which uh, is what, you're fire and nice, right? Yeah, and I love Britt. Britt's such a good girl. Yeah, and then uh, how is it knowing that you're going to be not only doing Rise again, but you are going to be in the upcoming Shimmer weekend? I believe this is your first one, right? Yes, it's my first one, and I'm so excited. When I got the news, um, I can't tell you how many people I called. <laughs> well, it just I always so seems excited. like uh, that's like one promotion that's always a goal for uh, independent women's wrestlers, just because of how iconic Shimmer's been throughout the years. So, well, that's just it, and it and it should be, you know. Um, it's um oh whoa, it's um <laughs> one of those. <laughs> sorry, I don't know what's going right. on in the computer okay. here. Um, it's one of those companies that all of the best women in the world have been through there. So how could you not want to kind of leave your name with Shimmer as well? It's There's a couple of things I always wanted to hit. Um, one of them was Japan. One of them was Shimmer. And so I'm so happy it's finally happening three years later. <laughs> so, so have you seen a ton of, like, previous Shimmers? And do you have, like, any DVDs or anything? I mean, have you seen a lot of the early stuff? Yeah, you know? because... Um, at Lance's school, he has a little DVD room where you can take uh, some of the videos. And, of course, Shimmer's the only thing I wanted to take, you know. <laughs> Those are the Shimmer's – I. it's kind of strange. When you're starting to train and you see these things on WWE, you're like, oh, I don't know. I could never do that. But Shimmer, it's like, no, these are girls that have done the exact same thing that I've done and that have come from the same place as me. So I can do that. Awesome. Now and Oh, go ahead, Taylor. Now that you, you talked about uh, being in Shimmer as a dream, now that you're achieving that dream, do you have uh, a new dream match uh, or a place you'd like to wrestle or someone uh, you would like to face in the future? I think at this point I would love if Santana and I could tag um, kind of around the world. I think that would be great because um, we, need, we need some female young bucks. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, on top of that, I would really love, I love doing the Laurel Crazy Bride, but I need to transition at this point um, into more of a wrestling role, and I want that to be a gradual progression with my character. Uh, I think people forget that I can wrestle in t until they <laughs> see my indie work, um, and I don't blame them because I'm acting crazy on national television, but I think that kind of, that's my goal for this upcoming year is transition. And you know, I don't care if the character is exactly the same, but transition into more of a wrestling role where I am a competitor in impact um, going for that knockouts title. Right. And I know I definitely would love to see you probably have a run with the knockouts title in the future. And uh, just going back to impact, you guys did recently tour in India and have your tapings over there. Uh, was it a big difference competing over in India with the crowd dynamic there versus how it is normally at universal? Well, the crowd in India was really rowdy, and I think that wrestling is something that they see on TV but really don't get the chance to see in person, rarely, you know? 
Um, so it was, the energy was crazy, like a 10 out of 10. Um, but on the other hand, they don't have the same background that we have at Universal where the fans come and are, um, you know, kind of diehard fans. They know the storylines. They know the characters. They know who to boo and who to cheer. And so that was the difference. You really had to work for them to understand your character and 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 make them hate you. And I'm okay with that because I think I think it's easy once you kind of get the gist of my character. You can't really forget it. Um, but it was it was tough. I saw a lot of matches where the whole the whole match was cheering. You know what I mean? There was no up and down and booing. So yeah. I'm definitely an appreciative crowd. Uh, go ahead, Dave. I know you're going to... Yeah, I, I saw Allison K actually blogged about her time in India, and she's saying, like, the, like, the, the, like when they when you guys weren't wrestling and you were, like, out around sightseeing or whatever, like, the people would come up to you and want to take selfies all the time. They seem to be, like, obsessed with taking selfies, and they were just... <laughs> They like they wouldn't even like apparently they didn't even know who you were but because you're not obviously from there they know you're someone like special yes. so that must have been fun and you must have felt like a superstar you know walking around having yeah, all these people do. follow you you know I was um I was used to that because I already had been to India once uh. um last year with Kali um so I I knew that that was how it was gonna be. Um, but it was, it was very intense because this time I was with so many, so many people in a public place, so many, um, wrestlers in a public place. And so they knew, you know, how there's no way that all these massive muscular men are nobodies. <laughs> you know, I, I would have thought the same thing, even if they were in America, a group of big buff, tall guys, um, but it's it's funny, and you know, like you just have to stop and take pictures because they don't get to see these things and experience these things like we do in North America. So, um, you know, it gets a little annoying, but I'll continue to do it because that's exactly why I'm doing this. I am doing this for the fans. So I can't now turn around and be like, oh, you can't get a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, funny story, my mom went to India. A couple months ago and the same thing happened to her <laughs> and she's 50 <laughs> so you know what i mean it's it's really not about us i think it's just our culture coming over to india is like culture shock for them right, right. so you've been to japan you've been to the u.s india have you uh, do you have any aspirations of maybe like going to europe and kind of completing this whole world tour thing Yes, I'm going to Europe um, for BEW and RCW, I believe, in Spain. Um, Spain, Spain yeah. and England. I'm doing that in August. I go to Puerto Rico in August, and I went to Mexico in April. Oh, yeah, you did the, um, yeah, I forget what was the Crash. Crash, Crash yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, so, you so, know, honestly, my goal is to hit as many places on the bucket list with wrestling as I possibly can. Um, India was, was one of those places. Europe I've been to, but I cannot wait to go back. I'm so excited, and I love so many of the um, of the European wrestlers. Hopefully they're still there. I mean, I'm sure so many yeah. of them will be signed, but hopefully some of them come back and I can work with them because they are um, – Honestly, they're the best wrestlers in the world right now. Yeah, I feel like you and Tony Storm could have a hell of a match. Oh, I would love that. And I feel, I'm so glad you just said that because I feel so many people think, you know, that I can't kind of hold my own. And they think, you know, I'm either psycho, Laurel, or I'm like kind of girly girl. But then at the end of the day, like people like T Tony Storm, that's why I wrestle. I want to wrestle badass girls that that kind of give each other these matches that are going to up their stakes you know and i just messaged her the other day to congratulate her about um getting into the tournament i knew she would i think all of us know that she's amazing oh yeah definitely and i can just imagine you and jenny kind of having a team over there in the uk just two very complete characters working together to try to take out like tony storm and other women over there i could love to yes see that i would them. love that i would love that and uh, kind of shifting back to the U.S., uh, you did recently have a match with Veda Scott at uh, Women's Wrestling Revolution. How was that? That was fun. Um, the last time I wrestled Veda was in a tag match uh, for ECCW 
um, at the Commodore Ballroom. So it was it was a very different situation. I was very new to wrestling. Um, so it was so much fun. And it was the first time on the indies I've been Laurel, crazy Laurel. <laughs> the pictures are great. The pictures are just as good as the match. It's hilarious. Yeah, just like a really good character and a great promotion too. Like I love that dynamic of crazy Laurel at a WWR show because they're always kind of intimate and everything too. So it just seemed like a not necessarily natural fit, but it works. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. The only... The only kind of glitch was that we were on first. I think the crowd wasn't ready for that to be the opening match. It was a good comedic kind of match, but I think that sometimes a good comedic match is a good breakup spot between kind of hardcore matches. So that was my only thing. I thought it I thought it could have been later on in the card. However, I, I didn't I really didn't care. I was the first match. I love entertaining the crowd and they were surprised when I came out. So I was happy. So is so you wrestled a ton of people at this point. So is there anybody like left out in like say in the U.S. Especially since you're coming up with Shimmer and Rise. Is there anybody you really want to wrestle in the next few week, weeks, months? I think to be honest, my goal right now, and I think that this person feels the same way, is for Rachel and I to have a good feud at a promotion. Um, whether that would be, you know. I don't know, maybe Wrestle Circus because she's the champ, maybe, you know, who knows, but I just want to have um, a feud that isn't just a one match or one show feud because we have such unreal chemistry. There's no, there's no having to talk to each other in the ring. We literally have like telepathy for what each other is thinking and feeling. And I love that. Um, and so that's really what I want is for, um, because I, I do need those matches. I need those matches that prove, oh, yeah, she does wrestle. She can wrestle. So I think that would be great. I'd like to um, work Mia now outside of Impact because I love her and I trust her and she's awesome. And then aside from that, I really want to get to know the European girls, the the English girls, the Welsh, like, you know, Nixon and everything. I'd, I'd love that. Right, and then uh, shifting into the whole uh, another serious competitor coming up is uh, for IWR, you're going to be facing a former uh, 5'10 Knockouts champion, two-time WWE Women's Champion, and Lisa Marie Baron, Victoria, Tara, whatever you want to call her. How does it feel knowing that you're going up with a legend in the industry like that? Yeah, so I did that actually just two weeks ago, um, and I believe we have another show coming up, right? But um, it was, oh my gosh, I love her. I love her. I had met her briefly at some shows in Victoria, um, but we never really, she kind of gave me some input here and there, which I really appreciated, but we never really got to talk. And um, when I was at IWR two weeks ago, I really got to sit down and just just talk with her. And she's amazing. She The story she has to tell, um, she's so level-headed and so much energy and getting in the ring with her was easy. It was so easy and that's the way it should be. You know, it should just be easy and fun and enjoyable. And that's exactly what it was. So I have a question. So when you did tough enough, obviously you went into that thinking you're going to, you know, possibly work with WWE in the future when that didn't happen. And now you've done all this stuff since, do you think that was a blessing? Do you think that was a good thing? Do you think, you know, it helped you become who you are now? Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of both, isn't it? I think it was a win-win situation. At the time, I did not think it was a win-win situation. You know, when I was packing up my bags and heading back to Canada after Tough Enough, I didn't think that. Now, looking back on it, I if I went to NXT, I think there's a chance I might have got lost in the shuffle, but I also think I have enough drive and perseverance where that wouldn't have happened. And And, you know, maybe maybe I would be in one of those unreal takeover matches. Like who knows? But on the other hand, I'm so thankful that I've had the time to grow up and learn the industry, travel around, meet all these amazing women, um, you know, kind of gain a little bit more respect. Um, because, at the end of the day, some of the people, you know, if, if, if these girls leave NXT and they never wrestled on the indies, 
they're in for the shock of their lives if they think that that's what they're going to do, you know, once they're released. Now that I've kind of been around the indies, I've, I've made a little bit more of a name for myself. I've built this character. I've showed people I can, I can be a heel, a baby face, crazy, pretty, like whatever you want me to be, I can be that. I feel like it's such a blessing that I've been able in the past three years to show people so many different sides of me that I might not have got to show them had I been signed right away. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise. Totally. All right. And uh, just to kind of wrap things up, you did mention your dreams of uh, going over to the UK, your competing woman there. Uh, some of the names you've wanted to work with places you've wanted to wrestle. Is there any match that you've had currently that sticks out as a favorite to you? I think one of my favorites would be shine against Rachel Ellering. And I would also have to say stardom um, against Kyrie Hojo. Yeah, definitely two great matches. Just, it's kind of nice when you have one opponent that you're working with, where you could just know that you're going to have some sort of magical, like great match. And those are two examples of a uh, great opponents that were paired against you and just, made for a really entertaining match to watch as a fan too i love yeah and and i do think that i feel the same way about Britt baker too and and she's the same as rachel she's so new but she just gets it and it's so crazy we have amazing matches with each other and against each other and that's why i love Britt as well awesome and then uh just on uh, ending note here is there anything that you wanted to plug on the site and everything too and no slim adversaries coming up anything that you're going to be appearing at or you're doing that you want us to uh, know about? Yeah. I mean, if you guys just, you know, keep up to date with my Twitter, my Facebook page, uh, my Instagram, I'm always posting about upcoming events that I have going. I've got Slammiversary coming up, of course, tapings um, with Impact at Universal Studios. And then right after that, I go straight to Rise and Shimmer. So for whoever is you know, kind of out that way, please come and see because Shimmer is going to be amazing. Um, and I should have some new t-shirts by then too. So um, yeah, you can, yeah, you can come check out to... my t-shirts. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Awesome. All right. And then awesome. Thank you so much, Chelsea. It was just a pleasure to have you on. Yeah. We learned so much. Just a great interview. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. And if you ever need anything, message me, you know, tweet me, whatever. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much.